You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Dippy Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jessalyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor West. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. Of course, this is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Dog Gone Positive out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Maria Ryan. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced by executive producer Mr. Bob Page. Hola, senor. Hey, Bobby. As well as Zach Budin at Business Talk Radio Network. When you call in, you'll speak with Zach and he'll put you on the air with us at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Joining us this hour is a special guest, Mr. Mark Moffitt. We're going to be talking about Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with a cast of brilliance. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. 866-606-TALK. Moffitt, Dr. Mark Moffitt, the Indiana Jones of entomology, is the author of Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with the cast of trillions. It's put out by University of California Press. A real-life adventurer, he has received numerous awards for writing, exploration, and photography, including the Explorers Club's Lowell Thomas Award. With a Harvard degree from acclaimed conservationist Edward O. Wilson, Mark is currently a research associate in entomology at the Smithsonian Institution. He remains active in science with over 80 peer-reviewed publications. Mark is also the author of The High Frontier, Exploring the Tropical Rainforest Canopy, and Face to Face with Frogs, and has penned more than 20 articles for National Geographic, which has featured nearly 500 of his images. He has appeared on Kobe Report, Conan O'Brien, and NPR. If you'd like to find out more information about Mark Moffat, you can go to our website, TalkinPets.com, or, of course, you can visit him at AdventuresAmongAnts.com as well. We want to welcome on to the program the author of Adventures Among Ants, Mr. Mark Moffat. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, John. Uh, doing well. It's great to have you on with us, and I want to introduce you to uh, Maria Ryan. Hey. I'm Maria. How you doing, Mark? Awesome. I'm here in New York for the World Science Festival, which means all kinds of scientist types are descending to to talk to full house uh, houses all over the place. So there's talks on the origins of the universe, the origins of humans, uh, a few things about insects and ants here and there, all the good stuff. Nice. Is that an annual event? It is. And uh, 
they get uh, hundreds of thousands of people to come in here. Science becomes kind of a rock star event. That's pretty cool. I mean, where's, where's it being held? Well, it's uh, different venues all over New York, so there are bunches of uh, things. There are like 80 different programs going on. Wow. And Come on down. That's for like a full week? Uh, it goes on for several days. It goes on through Sunday. So could any, anybody participate? Any, any Anybody could walk in, or do you have to be registered for this, or how's that work? Uh, well, you've got to be registered for some things. Uh, on Sunday, though, there's kind of an open open events uh, for kids and whatnot uh, that happen at Washington Square Park. So you just come around there, and there's, like, tons of things going on. You know, i got to ask you, um, when I was reading a little bit about you in particular, you're a fascinating man. I mean, hmm. just not about ants, but some of the other stuff that you've done was was pretty incredible. I mean, first of all, I want to i got to ask you this question. Now, I've heard that you've eaten everything from spiders to scorpions to grubs, and why? Uh, what are you offering me? You got anything <laughs> new for me? Something <laughs> no. we can snack on between, you know, uh, when we go to a okay. uh, commercial. So you I got to ask I mean? you, what kind of a spider have you eaten? Uh, what kind of spider do you like? Well, you know, there are various kinds of spiders. I've had the uh, uh, the world's largest spider, the Theraphosa leblondi, which is a bird-eating spider as big as a dinner plate, down with the Piroa Indians in Venezuela. You got to uh, have the. Uh, the shaman of the the Indians put on a tarantula mask and snort yopo through bird's feet before you're out, allowed to go out and hunt them, which is quite an event. And then uh, you get them with a stick and roast them over the fire. But you really are like the Indiana Jones of entomology, aren't you? Well, you know, there wasn't a heck of a lot of competition for the title, I, I have to admit. But uh, I do keep on my toes. I like to go to places. I'm only paid for things when I'm covered with mud. So obviously here in New York, I'm here for free. Now, I've, se- I've seen people eat, like, the oddest kind of things, but when you just mentioned a spider about the size of a plate, the bird spider, I think yeah. I would have heart failure. Actually, you know, you roast the things, and uh, you, ro- you have to roast the- off their type 4 hairs, which are toxic. Yeah, that's a, a little thing you should know. And then uh, they get blackened, and it's like eating crab. It's like white meat. They just If you go down to Venezuela to do this, uh, bring your own sauce. They don't have the crab meat sauce. Otherwise, it would be perfect. You came, you came like one to one with blind cave tarantulas. I mean, what are those? It's not like. I mean, I guess it's not too hard to avoid them if they can't see you. <laughs> well, you know, you have to kind of be looking for them. Uh, there had been uh, stories about these tarantulas in caves. No one had particularly watched them alive, and uh, so I found out about them. And this is what I do: I find out about strange things that have kind of fallen through the cracks, literally in some cases, and I go out and look for them. So I'm an expert in finding little-known creatures. That one required some doing. We had to climb into a cave. We basically, uh, with a couple of fellows, went caving all over Mexico, basically climbed into a cave, get in close to a mile deep when we found an Aztec burial chamber with uh, huge spiders in it. It looked like an Indiana Jones set. And uh, one of the spiders... uh, uh, because it's blind, it just ran up uh, my friend's leg, uh, right up his pant leg. And he's oh. freaking out, going, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? Die. <laughs> just <laughs> pass said, out now. <laughs> I said, don't hurt it. It's endangered. It's an endangered species. It's in my pants. What do you mean, don't hurt it? <laughs> There's valuables in there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there are fewer of them than us, so... 
<laughs> Those aren't spider sacks that are in there. Oh yeah. You don't want to know the details. I do have pictures, though. I can show you after. Well, wow. I'd love to see that. <laughs> you know, also, too, um, you've had some deals with some frogs that were very lethal. Our producer, uh, Bob Page here, actually had some uh, f- tiny frogs that he had in a terrarium, and he got like, deathly ill for two or three days because he touched. he was cleaning inside the terrarium. But uh, what were they, Bobby? Firebelly toads. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that'll that'll do it. I really can't do much for you there. I uh, just does pay her to, to wash your wash your hands after touching any amphibian. But uh, some of them are you have to wash more than others. The uh, I brought one on Conan O'Brien once that uh, is potentially lethal and in fact uh, will kill you. The uh, it, uh, when it Guinness Book of World's Record said it was the most deadly living thing. Did Jay Leno like, ask you to bring that on his set? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I came up with one of these, so I brought it along. Uh, the actual owner of this thing was a doctor, and so he, he let me borrow this frog. And the thing is that the frog is deadly unless it's been in captivity long enough. So I had to trust the doctor that he had had it in captivity long enough for it to have lost his poison. And so uh, Je- um, so uh, Conan uh, challenged me to lick the frog. So I-, I gave it a little lick going, oh, God, i got to really trust this doctor. And uh, luckily, just my whole face numbed up, but I was fine afterwards. I'm still alive is the short of the story. I'm surprised, wow. actually, with everything that you've gone through. Hey, Mark, hold on. we got to take a little break. We're going to come back with Mark Moffat. We're going to be talking about some other oddities, of course. But, of course, we're going to be speaking about Adventures Among Ants. It's a global safari with the cast of Trillions. It's a book that's out there on your bookstands right now. And, Mark, you can also find it online, right? Uh, well, you can get it uh, on Amazon and all the usual subs- suspects. Okay, sounds good. And we're going to come back with Mark Moffat, of course, the author. He is right now at the uh, World Science Festival in New York City. So uh, if you want to check that out, check it out in New York. If you have a question, give him a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking ants, but I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. You're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. 
Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. The ants go marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching one by one, the little one stops to suck his thumb, and they all go marching down to the ground to get out of the rain. Boom, boom, boom. The ants go marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching two by two, the little one stops to tie his shoe, and they all go marching down to the ground. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. It's kind of catchy. I can get used to this one. The ants go marching three by three, hurrah, hurrah. It's Mark Moffat, Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with the cast of Trillium. You can find it in bookstores and you can find it online. Uh, But if you call right now, we're going to give you a complimentary book. Compliments of Mark Moffat, Adventures Among Ants. Call right now. Be the first one to call in to our producer, Zach. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. And you can get a complimentary copy of the book, Adventures Among Ants. Uh, ants, and that's by Mark Moffat. Again, you can uh, purchase the book if you want, also on Amazon. You can get it um, in your bookstores, but call right now and the book is yours. 866-606-8255. It's an absolutely fascinating book. You know, before we get on to the ant subject again, Mark, you fascinate the heck out of me. And what were you doing, like, fighting with Colombian drug lords? What was that all about? Hey, you know what I mean? I expect to be treated fairly. <laughs> I had hired a guy to uh, take me into a, a very remote spot to look for this deadly frog, the one I showed eventually on Conan. I have actually seen them in the wild, and uh, they live in one very remote valley. And so the only way to uh, get to these frogs is to go to a uh, rather... Um, it looked like a C-grade movie set, this town, along the Colombian coast, and hire someone that uh, has to be a drug lord because there's really no other occupation there. And we got about halfway up river, and the river was too low, and so I offered to pay him uh, half, since we had only gone halfway, and he, he got very angry at me and ripped off his shirt, screaming, this is what Americans have done to me. You will ne- never leave this t- our town alive. And his uh, chest was covered with uh, old gashes. So it just got, that trip just got better and better from there. Uh, we eventually got the frogs, though. Uh, it was very exciting. Well, wow. <laughs> I'm just we shocked a, that you're still here. Say wow. We actually I'm... used blowguns uh, in defense, frogs and blowguns in defense at the, by the end of the story. This is you... a story, actually, I told at the World Science Festival like three years ago. Uh, one of the events that they have here is a storytelling thing by scientists. Most scientists, you know, they're a bit uh, bland in their stories. I went in, the Bunsen burner was a bit hot, I turned down the temperature. So they had me there to mix it up, I guess. That's right, whip frogs at them, poisonous <laughs> frogs. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, you, you have so many stories. I mean, you could have, like, um, like t- tons of books out there if you wanted to. How many books do you have out there now? I'm a slow writer. I have three books, and now I'm working on scientific papers because I have to say, stay profound and meaningful on the side. 
<laughs> I'm taking a break, and then I go off and I do photography for National Geographic wow. or other projects. Cool. I kind of in- improvise my life as I go along. Well, as long as I avoid meetings. I don't like meetings, so I'm, I'm delicately trying to get around meetings. <laughs> it's the trouble of being promoted, so I'm trying to stay low on the totem pole. Well, I've got to tell you, it was really nice meeting you, and um, you fascinate like the heck out of me, like I said, with all the stuff that you do, and National Geographic photography and everything, some of the most beautiful, I'm sure, probably seen your work, but um, absolutely gorgeous, but... You know, we're talking about your book, of course, and finally I'm going to get to it, but you just, like I said, you fascinate me. Adventures Among Ants. Now, i got to ask you, with, with how many different species of ants are there? Like, Oh, well, you know, the calculations vary. They're not as well-known as, say, birds, but the current numbers suggest that the number of ants and the number of birds may be pretty similar, Some something in the 14,000 range, maybe getting up to 20,000. Uh, it's kind of hard to imagine that because they look like little flex specks to us, but if you get up close, there's lots of varieties of ants, lots of different looks and appearances and shapes and sizes and hairinesses and so forth. So to me, ants are all different. Every one has its own personality. That they do, I'm sure. It's the same thing with any kind of animals. And uh, by the way, congratulations to Ed in Christmas, Florida. Um, he is actually getting a copy of your book, Mark Moffat, uh, Adventures Among Ants, he was the one to call in, and the copy of the book goes to Ed in Christmas, Florida. I've got to ask you on a very simple uh, question on this one. Like, when I'm out in my yard, and I see, like, these along my driveway or something, if I'm out there and I'm doing yard work and I'm blowing the leaves off of the grass off the driveway, and you see all these ant, ant mounts, um, and, you know, I always feel bad because I blow them over, and, you know, how long does it take them to build something like that? It's like they're building pyramids, and here I am coming, like Godzilla, just squashing them. But does it take them a long time? Yes, each time you come along, they have to rebuild their entire religious faith in what you've done for them. They're going like, what did the grand maestro mean by this? We didn't do it good enough. But, uh, you know, it's a a task that they're good and efficient at. Uh, Certain ants uh, take on uh, the home building. And this is really the cool thing about ants, and that's what we knew even when we were in diapers, because all of us were down there in diapers watching ants. We tend to forget this. When people ask, why do I watch so the ants, I always say, hey, what happened to you? You were down there with me. What went wrong with you? <laughs> so, you know, as kids, we all see them building, catching things, working together. It's the social behavior that we recognize in ourselves. That's what fascinates us. Is it true that, like, in those ant mounds and everything, that they really do have, like, air conditioning vents down there or something? Uh, That's true of some of the very largest societies. So if you go into uh, Central and South America, even in Texas, there are some of these, the leafcutter ants. These are the ants that uh, carry those long caravans of little leaf fragments over their heads. Yeah, where are they going with those things? Uh, They're going into (laughs) nests that can be enormous. The nests can be uh, dozens of yards wide and go down 30 feet and contain tens of thousands of chambers. And in that case, you're building up so much carbon uh, dioxide and so much heat that you can have a serious problem uh, unless you have some way of ventilation. And the ants actually are very efficient about uh, how they do this. They do actually have an air conditioning system. That's amazing, and you know, and when when you see like on television and stuff, in uh, like National Geographic or whatever, mm-hmm. and you see all these ants down in those tunnels, and they're moving so quick, and there's like you know they pass each other at intersections. Like, how do they not pile up? 
Uh, you know, uh, being here in New York, we have the same same feeling. You know, you go to Times Square and it's all craziness. And True. the truth is, actually, it's uh, one of the great things about ants is is actually quite unexpected. And that is uh, what I always tell people is that we may be more closely related to chimpanzees, but modern humans are much more like ants. Uh, than we are like chimpanzees when it comes to uh, or the way our societies have to be put together. Because what chimpanzee has to worry about highways and traffic rules and public safety and health issues and warfare and slavery and market economies and moving uh, goods and services around, all these things ants do and humans do because we're the only creatures out there that have societies in the hundreds of thousands and millions. Hmm. Hold on to that thought, Mark. We're going to be right back. We're speaking with Mark Moffat. He is the author, of course, of Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with a cast of trillions. We sent a book out to Ed in Christmas, Florida. The next call that comes in to Zach, our producer, at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. You're also going to get a complimentary copy of the book. And again, it's uh, put out by the University of California Press. And right now, Mark is in New York City at the World Science Festival. That's going on. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. In Anniston, Alabama, an increase in sightings may indicate that the black bear population is on the rise in the region. In addition to at least two reports of bears at Sheehat State Park, a wildlife camera caught an image of a black bear in Piedmont. 
and the Little River Canyon National Preserve is seeking funding to study the bear's habitat. Maria? In Tucson, Arizona, rising temperatures in Tucson may also bring a rise in coyotes venturing into neighborhoods this summer. Arizona game and fish fish officials are telling residents the coyotes may look for water and food near homes. Game and fish supervisor Raul Vega said the predatory animals may be drawn to a pet's water bowl, swimming pools, or bird baths. Out of Eagle River, Alaska, two girls playing in the street were injured when they were stomped by a moose. The girls age 11 and 6 were playing Monday when the moose chased them. Now, police in Eagle River say the girls ran to a nearby yard, but the moose fouled. Police spokesman Dave Parker says the 6-year-old was severely stomped on her back and arm. The older girl was treated and released at the scene. In Idaho, state police said five residents of Great Falls, Montana, were injured when the car they they were in struck a moose on Interstate 90. Police reported the car was westbound Saturday night when a moose entered the roadway in Cattledu. That's a nice name. <laughs> the driver don't. The driver was unable to avoid hitting the animal. The moose died. There's a lot of moose out there. In Chicago, Illinois, a calf was born on Memorial Day to the pod of Pacific white-sided dolphins at the Shedd Aquarium. The mother and calf appear well and will remain under 24-hour observation for several months. In Harriman, Utah, rescue crews said they had to dig a trench and had to build a U-Haul system to remove a horse that fell into a basement over the weekend. Police and animal control officers responded to the call Sunday that to a call on Sunday that a horse was stuck in a basement window well. But during the rescue attempt, the horse kicked through the window and fell into the basement. The 26-year-old animal had some cuts and scrapes, but was otherwise okay. John? I I heard, actually, that a moose pushed him into the window. Well, (laughs) that's the word on the street, John. (laughs) Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. 866-606-TALK. We're talking with Mark Moffat. This is Talking Pets. And that song is dedicated by Zach Budin, our producer. He wants you to call him at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Call him. And if you've got a question for Mark Moffat, you can actually come on air. And we are giving away a book, Adventures Among Ants by Mark Moffat, a global safari with the cast of Trillions. 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. Mark. Me. I would imagine with everything that you've eaten, stomped on, blew out of your mouth, that you must have been bit by ants as well, right? I don't want to add to all that bad news you had there about <laughs> all those animals across the country. Ants are, are my favorite things. If they bite me, it's only out of love. You know, you have to expect the, you have to expect the good and bad in any kind of relationship. And, uh, you know, a sting here and there is just part of a, a relationship. Don't worry but, about it. But what about those, those nasty, wicked fire ants? Oh, 
you had uh, to bring those up. I, I, I did. You know, we're, oh. we're in we're in Florida, so yeah. yes, oh, I had yes. to. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I uh, I uh, must uh, regret to say that those. Fire ants are horrible from anyone's point of view because they don't belong there. They're an invasive species. And, in fact, they're an incredible story. The last two chapters of my book are about how these kind of super ants uh, have invaded much of the world. Uh, there's another species uh, from the same place in Argentina. The fire ant is from Argentina. Another species that's invaded much of California and these ants are extremely good at traveling around the world and conquering space. In that sense, they're much like the human species, but in miniature. And so we're seeing in them the kind of ecological damage that can happen. And nobody wants those ants there, not even the biologists. Are you finding, Mark, that you know, in the ant species or bugs in general, that things are kind of migrating or moving around a lot more because maybe the temperatures are getting warmer? Well... Ants, even though they seem common to us, there are many of them that are becoming actually rarer because they're getting forced out by these super aggressive species. And there are certain species that are just really good at moving around. Unfortunately, not all of them. So uh, just like every other group of animals, the ants are having mostly hardships right now. Things like the fire ants are the exception. And those particular ants actually happen to be very good at warfare. Uh, the same with some of these other invasive species. I actually did an article for Scientific American in the December issue last year on ants and the art of war. And ants have developed most of the techniques of warfare that humans have thought of, up to and including uh, uh, terrorism in the ant world. Well, 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. Call right now, and you're going to get a complimentary book from Mark Moffat. Of course, it's called Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with the cast of Trillions, put out by University of California Press. Now, you were just mentioning terrorism, but like besides humans, ants actually are the ones that have warfare and terrorism. They And they gang up. They swarm, right, on their, on their kill? Uh, yeah, and this depends a lot on the size of their societies, as in humans. A small group of humans, like a hunter-gatherer group, it's too easy to move away and avoid problems. But as societies get bigger and bigger in both ants and humans, uh, we, there's this excess labor force, and warfare becomes more and more probable. And so these biggest societies, and only ants and humans have societies in hundreds of thousands or more, these biggest societies have a huge capacity for huge engagements, war engagements of massive group against group death and destruction. And so we don't really see this anywhere else but the, the ant world and the human world. Well, actually, if people tune in across America right now onto our webcam, you can see ants crawling across Maria and I right now. Um, really? Yep, at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. Um, it's our producer over there, our executive producer, with his special effects. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> wow, he's a special guy. Yeah, he is special. He is very special. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> I get the best parking spaces. <laughs> I bet you don't have any ants on you, Bobby. I, I Actually, I do not. No, he does not. Nope. Hey, i got to ask you, too, I... There was something I was reading about that ants were actually the the original like, creators, if you want to use the word creators, um, of slavery. Well, yes. Ants have their own vor form of slavery. I mean, a lot of uh, things about being in large societies is dividing up labor and dealing with labor issues, and there's no easier way of do doing it than stealing it. 
Fortunately, this has been a sad factor for human history. In the version that ants use, uh, there are species uh, like the Amazon ant, which doesn't live in the Amazon. It actually is a uh, North American ant. I looked at it in California for the book. Uh, and those ants are so dependent on their slaves. They steal slaves from other colonies. They're so dependent on their slaves that they cannot do anything without them. You could hand them food and they will starve to death unless the slave ant comes up and gives them the food to eat. They don't even know how to feed themselves. What's their retaliation against the slave if the slave doesn't obey them? Well, the thing in ants is a kind of a brainwashing because what happens in ants is that they imprint on their parents, that is, the the individuals around them in the Mm -hmm. case of ants, like a young chick bird will do. And so if they steal the young ants before they've done that, they grow up thinking they're in the right place and working without even knowing that the whole thing's a sham. And so there are cases where the ants, the slaves, rebel, but most, for the most part, they just seem confused into doing their work. Wow. When these guys swarm on something, like for a kill... Is there like a leader that says, okay, follow me, or you go to the right, you go to the left? How do they know what, like, to swarm these things for the kill? Well, you're the, the most efficient ants for that are the army ants, of course, and they can have swarms of uh, literally millions of ants in Africa. And they're very organized, and there are individuals that first find food and tell the others where to go, but they're temporary. They only uh, are engaged for that particular kill at that particular moment. For the most part, ants don't have leaders, and it's a much better way of organizing a society. Ants would look at our society and go, you guys are a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, a, terrorism, a terrorist can take out the White House or an important political place and basically close down our countries. Ants don't have leaders. You can keep stepping on ants all day, and their societies will still work. They all are kind of equal uh, they're individually dumb, but there are enough of them that they end up making the right decisions in the right ways. It's a kind of like the way computers work. And so a lot of people are using ants to study computers and vice versa. Wow. I'm waiting for those like uh, black SUVs to come flying up to my house right now because you said, you know, terrorism, White House. <laughs> All in one sentence. Thanks, Mark. Oh, yeah, I'm a real uplifter, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> I, did, I, did, I was at a conference last weekend on, why, uh, on play and trying to describe whether ants play. It turns out I don't think they do play. They're not the most playful animals. What about, like, sugar ants? Because a lot of people see them in their house where you got this big trail and then they'll go up this wall. Is there a way of breaking them, like, you know, so they don't keep trailing and... Like, how do you get rid of something like that? Because I, I see them in a lot of homes. Like, all over yeah, them. well, you know, I'm not an ex- unfortunately, I'm not an expert on killing ants. I only know how to make them happy. So I'm the least practical person you could put on this on your show for that. But mm. the, the difficulty is that it's really hard to st- stop the ants, except in a very short term, because one of the things that they have is great redundancy. There are just a lots of them. And so all the time, many of them are going out, continuously checking every opportunity. So you could break a trail, but another one's going to find the spot within five minutes and it's going to be reestablished. So ants are relentless that way. They're very organized. Within their societies, they almost, they're, they're, they've got a tight union that you'd have to admire. They work together perfectly in these large societies. So there are lots to admire about them, but I certainly wouldn't want to be them. one of them. They're, they work too hard, and I don't know, I, I like to play. You know, it amazes me because, like, in my car the one day, I got into my car and I had a, um, a pack of gum in my middle dash between my seats. 
And all of a sudden, I get these things climbing all over me. And it was like those little sugar ants yeah. or whatever. And they had a trail going down my driveway, up my tire, into my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just just don't get them. let them put any sugar on your key. Maybe they'll start figuring things out we don't expect. Yeah, that, 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 true. <laughs> very true. That's the same thing with, with carpenter ants. I heard, you know, they'll actually live in wood in your house, but they don't necessarily, like, are, they don't necessarily, like, destroy the wood. No, carpenter ants are a sign that there's already a problem. They they have to move into spaces that are already available. So if you have carpenter ants, you can't quite blame them. In fact, you can thank them for showing you that some boards are going bad. Otherwise, you might not have known. Well, Mark, I, I want to thank you for coming on with us. You're a fascinating man in all yeah. aspects, and I hope you stay up uh, with us on uh, all the latest that you have coming, you know, in the future. Because I'd love to talk to you again. Yeah, John, Maria, now let's let's do it again. Definitely. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of what you have there at the World Science Festival in New York, and thanks so much for sending us the book Adventures Among Ants. And you know, like I like I said, fascinating man, fascinating stories, and I look forward to talking with you again. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Thanks, Great Mark. Great talking to you, Cheers. Mark. That's Mark Moffat. The uh, he is the author of Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with the cast of trillions. Available in bookstores or online. Put out by University of California Press. This is Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to healthcare, written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here 
And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Maria Ryan. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. That was just Mark Moffat that was with us, the author of Adventures Among Ants, a global safari with a cast of trillions. That guy's fascinating. I really I feel like my life has been boring. <laughs> <laughs> it has. Well, I don't. I haven't fought any drug. Well, well, maybe I have. <laughs> <laughs> Some drug lords or whatever, you know, with poisonous frogs and, um, you know, and got bitten by the weirdest animals. Have you ever eaten a scorpion or a grub or no, that's a spider? No. I had a scorpion in my in my uh, windowsill once of my track of my sliding doors. When I lived in an apartment really? not too far from my home before I moved about my house. Um, I was laying on the floor in front of the fireplace with my dog, and literally the scorpion scurried right across me. And I didn't even know they were down here. This is like in the beginning when I, you know, and I was like, and we live, of course, in Tampa Bay, Florida, where we produced the, the show from uh, for all across America. But it was like amazing that this thing went flying across me. And then right after that, I found two more in the apartment. I was like, okay, time to move. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> no. Well, there was actually like a preserve right there, right next to us. Oh, really? And so I guess they come in from there, and yeah. then it was kind of scary. I mean, yeah. nasty looking things. But I, I don't do bugs well at all, or anything scorpion. I just don't do spiders. I yeah. relocated it. Spiders, I don't like. Oh, by the way, um, we're open to training questions and behavior questions only today. Uh, Maria Ryan's with us here from Doggone Positive to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets. Uh, we did have a call that came with a medical question about ringworm. Right, and You did want to say one thing about that. I, I, yeah, it definitely. You need to go see your vet, and it is very contagious to humans and to other animals. So absolutely, you know, don't handle your pet. I think it was a kitten. Kitten, yeah. And if you do, whatever handling is happening, wash your hands immediately. Because you can get it. Yes, you can, and you will, and... Definitely get your uh, kitten to the vet on Monday morning. Yeah, I mean, it's not anything in terms of the total seriousness, but no. y- you definitely want to be cautious. You don't want it, that's right. for sure. It's just, you know, a fungus no. among us. A fungus among us. <laughs> no. Does that rhyme? It does. If you you know, right. Sam, Bobby's daughter's here, Michaelis, by the way, and um, she wanted to talk about the driver ants with this guy, Mark yes. Moffat. But it's interesting because, you know, I'm looking in his book and he does have a whole big chapter on, you know, an adventures, uh, adventures among ants about the driver ants and how fierce these things are mm-hmm. and how deadly they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so it's a, it's a great reason to get this book. I just, I love stuff like this. I think it's, you know, fascinating, all the creatures out there and, you know, like the average person, like I said, I felt like my life was boring talking to this guy. But, um, you know, it's true. There's so many things out there that we're not aware of and more things that we're finding. So yeah. good to check it out. But the name of the book, again, is called, of course, Adventures Among Ants. It's put out by University of California Press, a global safari with the cast of trillions. We have one more book to give away. And if you want to call right now and to Zach, our producer, the book will be yours. Uh, 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. So, Maria, you've worked with dogs and cats and everything else. Have you trained any ants lately? No, no. <laughs> the, I, I, do, I do have a lot of ant traps in the house, you know, because we do have the sugar ants that go nowhere near any sugar. They just hang out um, by the sink. <clears throat> do you relocate the them? Room. No, <laughs> no. I would like them to relocate inside the trap. Because they're just annoying. <laughs> That's like cockroaches are the same way. I can't stand them down here in Florida. Nasty. No. 
And then when you step on them, sorry. I, I don't. <laughs> they squish and all this stuff. I can't. I don't know how people eat them. Like, they you watch those shows? No. You ever watch those shows? Yeah, like, no, I can't. Like, what's that show? That. You used to have it at Universal Studios. Do you still have Fear that? Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Is that yeah. still there? With Joe Rogan. Yeah, they still do the show. Do they? Yeah. Do they? But, but the television show's not on again. It came on and it went off. Yeah, it, it went through another season and that was probably about it. it yeah. But yeah. they eat these animals, eat these creatures, and it's. Uh, why? I was waiting to <laughs> for get fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, but then if you don't yeah. win, you're like, okay, I yeah. just ate like three dozen cockroaches. Well, it's like those two girls that didn't win that ate like what was it like a whole jug of bull semen or something? Yeah, it's just nah, scary. Nah. I mean, you wonder if you're gonna get sick. What are you gonna catch from something like that? like you cleaning your frog terrarium and oh, you weren't even right. touching the frogs. You were no. just cleaning the walls. The viquarium. I remember him though. He was like deathly ill. He's like, "Are you that what's wrong with me?" It was like it was like full-on salmonella poisoning. Why would they like sell those if and you have to clean those the tanks? I'm no, yeah, I mean, it was Mommy my was fault. out in the Amazon and he just like well, plucked mean, them up and brought them home. I mean, <laughs> clearly my own fault for not being educated enough about them. And, and he I'm does, thinking and he as long as show. as long as I didn't touch the frogs, I thought I'd be okay. Yeah. And I completely set up this tank. It was beautiful. It was part water. There was a little stream, part land, and I hooked it up, and it was awesome. You know, Bobby, sometimes the prettiest things are the most deadly. And, and literally within five minutes of finishing. I was like, take me to the doctor. Wow. I think I'm going to die. Did you get salmonella? Uh, Is yeah. What you got? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you go poopy? I mean, did you have like uh, vomiting and coming diarrhea? Out and everywhere. I was like on the floor in yeah. a ball. In- I thought and I was literally quick? thought like five minutes after I finished. Really? I had contact for maybe 10, 15 minutes, wow. like full on contact. Yeah. And then. Uh, what yeah. did they put you on? Huh? It just had to run its course. Really? Yeah. For how long? I remember it was a while though, right? Yeah, it was sick. like it was like two days. I was unhealthy. Wow. But um, th- but initially, immediately, I literally thought I was gonna die. That's the reason for washing your hands after you touch any kind of. No, nah, you should be gloved when you're dealing with. I like that's a good idea anything. because I keep a box. You know those um the, the surgical gloves or uh-huh. whatever. I keep a box underneath my my sink. Yeah, um, and a lot of times I use them for different things, and they're cheap. You get them at the pharmacy. Yeah. 500 in a box just or whatever. Just make sure you get the ones that are powerful. You come in handy. I even use them in my yard when I'm spreading like fertilizer or something yeah. like the bag Make fertilizer. sure they don't eat them. Right. We had a dog at the dog park this past week eat one of the gardener's gloves. Oh. $400 later to get wow. it out. I thought you were talking about the bugs eating the gloves. No, like, no, no, no. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> well, congratulations to Van out there in Mount Vernon, Missouri. You're getting a copy of the book, of course. It's, uh, again, called Adventures Among Ants by Mark Moffat. Cool book. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. Bob Page. Thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. A special thanks to our producer, uh, Mr. Zach Budin. And don't forget, spay and neuter your pets and help control their pet population. Talk to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us in this hour. Check out our website, TalkingPets.com, and join us on Facebook and Twitter. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.